This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at DCAUReview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 94 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me is our other host, Liam. Liam, welcome to episode 94 of the DCAU Review. We have... Another Joker episode today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, talked about this guy once or twice already in the uh, 94 episodes that we've done. And once or twice or probably 10. I think we're probably in double digits by now. Between like this and World's Finest and Return of the Joker, and he even showed up in a Static Shock episode we reviewed. Yeah, yep. he's, he's... He's all not, over the place. Right. But, to be fair... Uh, as far as an episode goes, this one is very memorable among the myriad of Joker episodes we've reviewed so far. Certainly. Uh, so we, of course, if I didn't mention, are talking about Joker's Wild, and this debuted originally on the Fox Kids Network, not network, but Fox Kids uh, afternoon of uh, November the 19th, 1992. So we are, again, just over 27, coming up on the 28th year anniversary of this program. Uh, and Liam, we have a plot that uh, is one of those more advanced plots that you typically wouldn't <laughs> think would be involved in a children's cartoon, including insurance fraud and uh, <laughs> a skeezy casino owner that is trying to <laughs> just get all the money that he can out of insurance because he's taking a bath on the cost that it took to build his casino. So, you know, just your typical Saturday morning kids cartoon topic that you naturally. want to cover naturally uh so before we uh before we get into the plot itself i know you have the imdb synopsis rip roaring and ready to go so please if you will give us imdb's synopsis of this episode of course and this is for the episode as you mentioned cal joker's wild which was written by paul dini and directed by boyd kirkland and that synopsis reads as such when the Joker learns that a casino owner is using his likeness for the theme of his business, he escapes Arkham Asylum to destroy it while unaware of the owner's real motives. All right, so we will start with plot because I have a feeling we'll be talking very passionately about animation and visuals in just a little bit. <laughs> um, so the plot itself, I think this is this is one of those goofy joker plots but it works very well not only because of the character because of the performance that mark hamill gives of course but it's it's a very comic booky episode and there's a reason for that yes and it's one of those plots that i think it fits it could fit well in almost any era of batman mm -hmm. this could be a dick sprang story this could be a adam west tv episode and it could be a batman the animated series episode which yep. it is obviously um so yeah, as you kind of alluded to, the whole idea is that this this greedy, corrupt casino owner uh, makes a uh, makes his casino Joker themed, calls it Joker's Wild. Uh, hey, that's the name of the episode, <laughs> and uh, 
and bases it very clearly it's meant to be based on the joker and he even has waitresses dressed up like harley quinn has uh you know blackjack dealers dressed up like the joker himself but he plays it off right uh, he's asked by summer gleason right at the start of the episode of why you would base this on one of gotham's greatest criminals and he shrugs it off as no this isn't this isn't supposed to be the joker this is a this is a famous uh, the joker is a famous mascot of playing cards if there's some mild passing resemblance to some criminal that's that's not my fault or right. something like that but of course we we later find out uh, that he's counting on the joker getting mad and coming to seek revenge because as you mentioned cal he needs the insurance money the insurance payout will be bigger than whatever profits he could possibly make running the casino and uh that that leads to some once the joker sort of discovers what's happening and of course we have batman also investigating it at the same time uh sort of all leads to a a pretty combustible literally and figuratively ending as we uh as all, all of our moving pieces kind of come together at the end. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but this episode was, yeah, I think you mentioned it when you did the synopsis, but you know, written by Paul Dini, mm-hmm. who has that quirky sense of humor, but can really craft a Batman story. Like, <laughs> yes. If, if Say nothing else about the man. The man can write a gush, good gosh darn Batman story. Absolutely. And I think especially when we look at some of the other great Joker episodes we reviewed, like The Laughing Fish... Um, which yep. obviously was an adaptation of a specific comic, but Paul Dini wrote that episode as well. He wrote The Joker's Favor. Um, he seems to really have a knack for how to craft an interesting Joker story. Joker isn't just robbing banks or vandalizing the town or something. He's He's got, like, a real strong mission, and that's that he really gets into, I think, the the psychological side of the joker of how more than anything else more than the mayhem the murder the money whatever he really just like he wants he wants people to fear him and respect him yep and so the idea that this that he could (laughs) that that he would be stooped to have to associate with a casino of all things is ripping him off that's like that's as worth that you know that's as bad as any any crime you could possibly commit against the joker that his likeness he's you know someone else is, might be getting some credit for some for his hard work is uh, is pretty great well if you, and if you recall we we reviewed um you know the laughing fish his whole scam and or his whole the whole plot is around him getting paid for his likeness because the fish (laughs) fish resemble him yeah so the fact that this episode also deals with somebody ripping off his likeness in an attempt to rile him up it's not alluded to the joker fish storyline isn't alluded to but it does knowing that that happened before this episode you can look at it and say oh well he was riled up about his likeness before Mm -hmm. somebody not getting paid for it so of course he somebody else is making money off of him in a you know in a at a seedy casino of course he's going to try and try and you know do whatever he can to destroy it because he's not making the money off of it so. absolutely and that that leads to pretty fun stuff we have batman as bruce wayne kind of investigating the the whole thing and we get to see bruce wayne interact with the joker which is pretty entertaining that was really really good now that is one minor plot hole that i and i I guess you could just chalk it up to Bruce being 
not trusting people from the get-go or or just being unnerved by the reveal that the the whole casino is based on the Joker's appearance. But the fact that Bruce just automatically knows that something's up from the get-go <laughs> was a little bit of a, uh, okay. Like, I would have liked to have seen maybe he had done some dealings prior or something with the casino owner. And the mm-hmm. last second, there was a change to this Joker motif that... Bruce was surprised by or something like that but for him for him just to automatically suspect and start peeling back wallpaper and finding other wallpaper underneath of it for that that's like <laughs> a little bit of a happenstance and like oh, certainly sure how did that, that happen yeah yeah but it does lead to a pretty entertaining uh, third act of the episode is uh Batman's captured by uh the the casino owner Kaiser and they basically just send him down to where they know the Joker is preparing to blow up the place. And hope, you know, fingers crossed, the Joker will blow up the casino and kill Batman, who is at this point kind of the only one who really knows their scheme. Um, which you get a very, again, another very comic booky death trap as Batman is tied up on a giant roulette wheel <laughs> with a grenade bouncing around in it. Um, that is shaped, which has a giant Joker holding, you know, metal Joker statue holding the wheel. It's very, very silly. Yes. But it does make for a, a pretty entertaining, as Joker is, Batman basically has to spell it out for the Joker that he's using you. He wants you to blow up the casino. And so Joker decides to go uh, seek a bit more personal revenge on yep. Kaiser. And you get a fun little fight in a helicopter with Batman and the Joker to to finish this off and... And then at the end, we get a little a little uh, end, ending bit with uh, Joker back at Arkham Asylum. So it's they very much do. It's also another good job of really just kind of wrapping it up, putting a nice little bow on it at the end. It's a satisfying ending. Yep. Um, Reminded me a little bit of Christmas with the Joker or one of those where it's mm-hmm. like he starts out in prison or at, at Arkham Asylum and he ends up at Arkham Asylum. Right. At the end. <laughs> and all is right with the world. And the other criminals are there to, to sort of, you know, rib him and yes. give him a hard time. So. Yeah, um, I, I guess we can get into our scores here. I, I really enjoyed this episode. And again, this is one of those episodes, we've talked about it several times over the last several weeks, but those uh, Warner Brothers animation videos, we had the Joker video, and I believe this was the other episode on... No, it wasn't. It was Laughing Fish, it actually. It was Laughing Fish. Yeah. So I don't know how we saw this. Maybe we had this one I on think tape? we just taped, old-fashioned taped it off a of television. Okay. We had this one somewhere recorded. You're right, though. Yeah. That was Christmas of the Joker and Laughing Fish. Uh, but somehow we had this one recorded somehow. So I have seen this episode a lot. And I think maybe on those first run of DVDs where they were just releasing five or six episodes mm, on maybe. a DVD and yeah. came out on one of those. Anyway, I've seen this episode a lot. It's still very fun. Yeah. Still, still, still fun to be had with it. Like I said, the plot being a step and a half ab- above a normal Saturday morning cartoon <laughs> plot. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, also, also appeals. And, uh, you know, it's just fun. The Joker is funny in this episode. Yes. As we said, Paul Dini knows how to write not only a Batman episode, but certainly a Joker episode knows how to make him funny. Um, his humor plays, plays very well into the Joker character. Uh, so I went with a very strong eight out of 10 for plot. What about you? Yeah, I'm in the same ballpark. I'm not on a 10. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Cause I know Dini, I've always heard him mention in, in multiple interviews, uh, finding the balance of the clown and the killer. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to be funny and entertaining and over the top, but still have that sinister edge to him where you feel like he could just go off and, you know, murder a whole town of people if you wanted to. Yep. So, 
and Paul Dini and and uh, especially in that scene where he interacts with Bruce, where Bruce is knowingly like he knows he's interacting with the Joker and he's mm-hmm. he's making he's but he's acting like he doesn't know it's the yes. Joker and he keeps t- talking about how these horrible clown faces are smiling at him <laughs> and, like and the Joker just like he crushes a, a crushes a poker chip with his bare hands he mm-hmm. gets so frustrated about it like written so really well absolutely all right let's move on to our next category liam like i said we probably have a lot to talk about in this category and that's going to be animation and visuals i will i will briefly mention my highlight and then we can, <laughs> and then if you have any highlights you can mention it and then we can just absolutely destroy this thing <laughs> so this is uh if i if i'm correct this is the acom or acom sequel this is one another one of their episodes yes. so if you listen to cat scratch fever our episode bad up dollar in the bad episode jar <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago go back if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it and hear us absolutely destroy this but this is uh just as a recap the production company that was fired because their animation was so terrible yes um and when they fired them and again we we talked about this before we we're reviewing the episodes in production order um so even though Cat Scratch Fever was the episode that seemingly broke the camel's back on it, um, this this one um, was already in production at right. the time. So they were allowed; the company was allowed to finish. There's a few more right. uh, before we're we're all, before all is said and done that we'll have to review with them. But uh, so this is one of the the last ones that that they were in charge of, though. And it to be fair, it is not as bad as Cat Scratch Fever. That's like saying being burned alive is better than <laughs> better than like being dropped into a vat of acid. That's true. That's that's fair. It's still not great, and <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of it comes from uh, the Joker in this episode. And we have talked about this probably at length in almost every single Joker episode mm-hmm. we reviewed because it seemed like it was just real hard for uh animation teams to keep a consistent joker model mm-hmm. um it's almost like him being off model is on model kind of <laughs> like i feel like there might be more episodes in the, at least in this original run where he's more off than on That's um but uh yeah a lot of the the negatives come from the, jo- the joker <laughs> and like and again you hate to paint this and that's why we kind of include animation and visuals as one category because as far as like the casino the design of like the casino itself the backgrounds are all very cool i love the idea of this the the giant spinning joker head and it's like some of the some really cool some cool lighting and stuff that they do so i I don't don't want to completely crap on everything this but there's there's a really good part in in the third act Mm -hmm. where the back glider comes into play my favorite there's a shot that follows the glider from behind batman swoops past a building and and again this is pre-digital animation so this is all 2d mm-hmm. but he swoops past a a building a, there's a guy that kind of lifts the curtain out which i th- think we talked about may have been sort of a uh, an homage to batman 66 yes um with the people that would always pop out of the windows but a guy pulls the curtain back batman swoops and he's flying through the glider and you follow the glider past this building it's a really great shot right it's, it's a really cool looking yes. shot too but the rest of the episode <laughs> is just hot garbage. Yes, and the Joker, and this is this is the same crew, I believe, that did the Christmas with the Joker episode, um, which all, was all the way back in episode two. We reviewed that. Um, Check it out in the archives. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
but we mentioned even back then how kind of weird and there's just that's the thing if it was one we've talked about this before with batman Mm -hmm. um because depending on which studio which director you had which storyboard artist batman would tend to look different sometimes uh you know we've talked about that at at nauseum yeah but if it was consistently just okay he has joker has rounder eyes in this episode it wouldn't bring the score down so low right but from any given shot the joker sometimes he has really thick lines around his eyes that almost look like as you said looks like a domino mask yep. sometimes he just has big dark circles sometimes he has no uh shading around his eyes at all he just has you know giant white skin sometimes he the shading turns into eyebrows it's uh yeah it's and and then maybe one or two shots he actually has sort of the the on model diamond eyes that he's supposed to have but it's it's just so wildly inconsistent, and yep. the rest of the animation itself is not great either. A lot other than what we mentioned, sort of briefly in positives, like it's Batman moves kind of stiffly. The what action we have is not particularly great. I I agree. I think like I said, the 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 bit in the helicopter at the end where Batman and Joker kind of have a little scuffle is is well done. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that that last third act kind of s- saves it a little bit, but it's still just it's rough going, man. Well, and the the funny thing that that you pointed out is there's a scene, a pivotal scene where Batman is doing investigation and he goes into Kaiser's office mm-hmm. and he's got a flashlight and he flashes this light over on the desk. And there's nothing on the desk when right. he flashes his light over. In the very next scene, he walks over, and there's two folders sitting there. So it's like the animation team got the scene, because it's a painted background. Right. They got the scene, forgot to add the <laughs> folders on. That's, right. This is the evidence that shows that Kaiser was meaning for this to, to be modeled after Joker, and he finds the the insurance certificate and all of this stuff. Like It's pivotal to the episode. Right. And... Yes, it's we're looking at this under a microscope, and an eight-year-old child is not going to notice this. But that's why we're reviewing this, and not an eight-year-old <laughs> child. Okay, but it's missing. There's nothing. Yeah. On the, it's very clear. There's nothing on the desk, and then the very, very split second, there's a camera switch, and there's or a, you know a, a view switch, and there's suddenly stuff on the desk. So it, there's even stuff omitted that's important to the, the episode itself. Absolutely, and that, and that's like I said, it's frustrating because we as we just talked about we loved the plot of this episode. We'll get into music and voice acting in a minute here, but this is a very fun episode. But yeah, when you put it under that critical lens, and you're like, man, Joker's off model, Batman's off model. Stuff is as you mentioned, stuff's missing as there in one shot and not there in the next shot, and weird. There's a couple really weird, like where you pointed it out, Bruce. Like Bruce, when Bruce Wayne walks up to the Joker at the blackjack table, <laughs> his head is like three times too small for his body. He looks like the lizard soldiers in the live-action Super Mario Brothers movies. That's a deep cut. Yeah, that's yeah. But I feel like the people that listen to this will know. Absolutely, yes. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's just again, it's just if it was just a little off model and consistent. I think that's fine, but sure. when it's consistently inconsistent, yep. that's when I think the store s- score starts really coming down. And I agree. You combine that with kind of some rigid, stiff animation in there too. It, it doesn't make for a for a great time as far as a, a visual uh, goes. I concur, and um, it, just telling how bad this was. Like I said, there are a couple of good scenes. There are a couple of good things about it. Uh, but it really brought the score down just for the inconsistency. I gave animation a three out of ten. What about you? 
Yeah, I gave it two out of ten. So, um, and again, like we said, if it weren't for those for that third act, we might be looking at another zero for uh, for yep. this week. So, you know, try to try to mention the silver linings in the clouds when we can. But yeah, certainly not a, a great outing. And you you feel for the directors and the storyboard artists and the background artists and everyone that painstakingly worked to put extra detail into yep. the show. That sort of all went for naught because of a, a poor animation job. Yep. Well, hopefully we're counting down to the final episodes of Old Acom there. So, uh, moving on, Liam. Let's talk about music. There is uh, some some good music in here. They don't heavily rely upon the classic Joker theme mm-hmm. too much. There's a little bit of it here and there sprinkled in, um, but there is still some good music in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot of good like flute music, which is a weird <laughs> thing to notice, but it's what I notice. Like as as Joker is sort of preparing to blow everything up, you you. Again, it's like a little bit of the Joker theme, but then it sort of just lays into the, the back of the the main theme of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like I literally liked it. I thought they did some really clever stuff with some of the the horns and some of the the, the maybe the non the less less traditional not, not as much strings this week. I feel like a little bit more in the horn section. No, I I agree with you. So the music uh, music for this episode was done by Todd Hayden. And um, it's it's good. I, like I said, they, they didn't stick and lay heavily on the Joker theme, which is okay because we've had episodes where they've done that, especially Joker episodes. Mm-hmm. And then they've had some other ones where, you know, the, the Last Laugh, which to me is the is the, the one that I judge most episodes by <laughs> just because of how great the yeah. music is in that episode. Um, but that final scene, that third act, the music in that helicopter scene when Kaiser's trying to get to his... His helicopter. It really brings up the. It, it brings up the uh, drama. Uh, there's some. There's some horns that come in there. Of course, there's some strings. There's some maybe xylophone. I don't know. I'm not a musician. <laughs> um, but there's there's some good stuff that's brought in there to really bring up the Annie, especially with the. There's a reveal of the Joker, and we didn't really talk about that in visuals. But the Joker is piloting the helicopter as Kaiser gets in to fly away, assuming that the Joker is going to blow up this this uh, the casino. But as the Joker reveal happens, it's the music sort of crescendos, and then Batman, like I said. He's pursuing them in the bat glider, mm-hmm. and then the bat glider looks like it's the Joker shoots it, and it looks like it crashes into the giant Joker head that its mouth opens and closes. And mm-hmm. He delivers a quite memorable line. That's it. Chew him up and spin him out. And, um, you you know, so that music that accompanies that, too, that you think, oh, did Batman just die? Like, (laughs) is this it? Did Joker really just best him? And then you see him hanging on onto the helicopter and the Batman theme comes in. It's it's done really, really well. Um, Music, I thought, was very, very strong in this episode. I gave it an 8 out of 10. What about you? (laughs) I gave it the exact same score, Ah. an 8 out of 10. Yeah, really, really good. Again, uh, we talked about that, I think, from time to time. Not so much with Batman, but... uh, yeah, not relying on the mem- the themes we know as much, I think, in some ways helps this to stand out a little bit more. Absolutely, and we, we talked about that, the same thing with The Laughing Fish, because that episode mm-hmm. had some very memorable music that wasn't, that 
included the Joker theme and included the Batman theme, but stood out on its own and made it differentiate. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of the Joker episodes, thinking about it now, Joker's Favor has that, you know, sort of dumpy theme that Mm -hmm. they use. Um, Last Laugh, Be a Clown might be the exception. Um, Yeah. But most of the Joker episodes have their own sort of unique theme within the Joker theme that include that. So, uh, well done. Another, Another great episode here for music all right let's talk about voice acting liam our final category of the day and uh, we have a lot of returning regulars we also have a couple of cameos from some well-known actors uh that a lot of our our audience would probably be familiar with Uh, let's talk about our players for today yeah it's a it's an interesting list we have as the uh guy who's working for kaiser who actually who is first posing as an Arkham Asylum guard. I thought he was Lockup. Uh, yeah, he looks a lot like Lockup. He's the same, you know, big, uh, big beefy dude with a black flat top. Yeah. But it's not him. In fact, it was a guy working for, for Kaiser. Um, played by Brian James, who folks will know, although I don't believe we've reviewed an episode with him yet. He would go on to voice the Parasite uh-huh. on Superman the Animated Series. Multi-DCAU um, episode. Did, did he then play him in... Unfortunately, I believe uh, Mr. James actually passed away uh, in 1999, so okay. he only did the original voice on, on Superman the Animated Series. Got it. Although the Parasite would go on to appear in a couple of Justice League episodes. Of course, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, we have... Uh, really, it's a very small role, but uh, Ernie Hudson... Yep who uh, folks might know as uh, from a little movie called Ghostbusters. Just a little movie. Uh, he's the fourth one. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be honest, I've never seen Ghostbusters, uh-huh. so I don't know how pivotal, pivotal or not piv- pivotal he is to the story, sure. but I know he was in Ghostbusters and several other movies and television shows of that era. Yeah, absolutely. If you look up his picture, you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. But he, play- he just kind of plays a random security guard and a couple other ancillary voices throughout the episode, mm-hmm. but it was kind of cool to see him there. And then... Playing uh, Cameron Kaiser, the evil uh, casino man, as uh, one Harry Hamlin, who folks might know from the 1980s remake of Clash of the Titans. Okay. Not to be confused with the 2000s remake of Clash of the Titans. <laughs> My goodness. Um, and also he was on L.A. Law for several years. Okay. And I think he did a lot of other TV work. So right. He's a real good, just like slimy, full of himself casino guy yeah he doesn't have to show a lot of emotion he shows a little bit in that third act where he's in the helicopter and he mm-hmm. realizes he's in a helicopter with you know a maniac but, right <laughs> um he he's he sort of just has to be the like you said the slimy owner of the casino that is right. underhanded and doing doing bad things uh, under the table and hopes not to get discovered by anybody and hopes the joker blows up his casino and probably right. kills a whole bunch of people with it so, yeah, I think he plays that role pretty well. Yeah, and then rather than that, we just have our, our, our regulars. We have, briefly, we have Ephraim Zemblis Jr. as Alfred, who has to come and drop off. <laughs> Bruce didn't bring his play clothes yep. to, to his casino date, so. He also alludes to having to come up with some sort of excuse for why Bruce had to cut their date short. Yes. Can you imagine what, how <laughs> much, first of all, how many times Alfred had to do that? <laughs> Second of all, what do you think his go-to was? When I don't know. Uh... Massive diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go bluer with it, but I think that's, that's fair. I like that one. We'll leave it at that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we have, we have Kevin Conroy as Batman, who is good, although, again, he's kind of a... 
He's kind of the the, the secondary character in this episode. It's a lot of Joker. Yes, and uh, oh, I should also mention that before we get there, we also have a, a very brief appearance by Diane Diane Pershing as Poison Ivy, as she is arguing with the Joker about what TV show they're going to watch in Arkham at the start of the episode. It was cool that they brought her in just for that. I mean, yeah. you know, who knows how many other t- things they had her record, but the fact that they used Ivy as a cameo, and you know, going forward in the series, the sort of pseudo rivalry for harley's heart and affection Mm -hmm. that both you know joker and ivy have so i thought that was that was a a neat touch for the episode and uh it was good that they brought her in yeah we do have a couple other uh villain cameos but they unfortunately didn't get any any voice lines no voice lines yeah so uh but yeah and then of course the main event here we have big surprise a great performance by mark hamill as the joker as we mentioned for all the reasons this is such a great over-the-top batman and joker story for sure and he is so outraged and offended that someone would would take his likeness and use it and he has a great line cal which uh, you you brought up as maybe one of the great lines in uh in Batman the Animated Series history when, when he finds out that Batman did in fact not die <laughs> it's tremendous oh please Mr. Kaiser you of all people should have realized there'd be a Joker in the deck <laughs> Why can't he ever stay dead? And uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so great, and uh, he's again just he's because again in this episode he's not necessarily like completely wrong. Like right. he's he's so, but it's but he's still a homicidal maniac who takes his revenge up to eleven. And he's gonna he's gonna destroy a casino full of people just to get revenge on this guy for taking his image without giving him credit. And it's so, it's so good because he goes through such an he it really is a Joker episode because you follow him from his interactions with Ivy to the guy that's posing as a guard to the additional Arkham guards to you know all the way to he gets to the casino with you know people that think he's just another one of the casino workers there and the people at the table as he's scamming them when they're playing blackjack yeah. um, to his interaction with Bruce Wayne where, like you said, a very unique interaction where you see you often, of course, get to see Batman and Joker interact, but a Bruce Wayne-Batman interaction is so rare. Mm-hmm. It reminded me, it very much reminded me of a, of, I guess, similar to like a Burton uh, the Burton Batman, mm-hmm. Batman '89, when there's some interaction between Joker. Want to get nuts, right? Joker and, and and Bruce Wayne in that those episodes, where you know it's maybe not as quirky, but it's it's just as unique and it's just as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it, I mean, we, is there anything else to say other than Mark <laughs> Hamill is is the goat? He's, he's real the, good. <laughs> he's real good at what he does. I mean, we could just copy and paste what we say every episode right, about yeah. the Joker. Uh, but this episode, his performance, despite what we've said about animation and visuals and all that stuff, is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 great. <laughs> yeah, he's really great. He has a lot of memorable lines. Um, he mixes up the laughs as he always does. Yes. Um, and I I think for that reason, I'm going to give voice acting a perfect ten out of ten. And I am right there with you. I also gave voice acting a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we said, even though he's the main player, everyone's very good. And like I said, I really, really enjoyed the stuff with him and Poison Ivy uh, at the start of the episode, and them them bickering. And again, it just adds a little flavor. To, we mentioned that a little bit in Strange Secret to Bruce Wayne of just getting to see these top tier A list villains kind of interact and argue and fight amongst themselves. It's, it's fun to see. 
Absolutely. All right, Liam, well, that will bring us to our totals for the day. Totaling up everything on my end here, I come up with a final score, which is remarkable based on how low we <laughs> scored, or I scored animation, uh, 29 out of 40. What about you? And I have a final score. I think it's going to be the same. Of exactly the same. In fact, 29 out of 40. <laughs> we didn't discuss this beforehand. We are Never related. do. <laughs> we are related by blood, I promise Correct. you. Um, all right, let's talk about re- rewatchability, and which is funny to say because watching this episode might be painful when it comes <laughs> to the animation itself. Yeah, but it's—I mean—it's not pivotal to anything f- before or afterwards. There's no continuation. Most right. of these characters are never heard from again. The Joker Mobile doesn't even make another appearance. No, um, you know. So, is this a must see? I don't. I don't know if I would put it in the must see, but I would say, yeah, rewatch it if you're gonna. If you're going through Batman yeah. and you want to watch a fun twenty-two minute episode, I'd I'd recommend it. But it, it's it's weird. I feel like we have to change up some of our like rewatchability score sometimes because <laughs> it's not it's not that I'm saying don't watch this episode, but it's not a must watch either. Yeah, I would. I, I think I agree with that. Um, it's not super pivotal pivotal to anything in the series, but. It's fun, and Mark Hamill's great in it, and you get some some fun, wacky antics, and uh, like we said, a, a pretty fun fight between Batman and the Joker at the end. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we... Usually it's just a binary yes or no on rewatchability. This yeah. is like a... Yeah, sure. Yeah, watch... watch. I, I, if somebody asked me, hey, should I watch this episode? I would say, yeah, it's a fun episode. So I guess if we're grading it by that, if they're saying, do I have to watch the, this episode? I would say, no. no, you don't have to watch this episode. <laughs> right. But because of the good performance, you know, by Mark Hamill, there is some fun visuals with the actual casino look and the the placing of everything. Sure, there's. Go ahead and give it a give it a 22 minute spin, if you will. Agreed. All right, Liam, let's wrap things up here. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. We appreciate it. Whether you listen to us on Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify or even our website, dcaereview.com, we appreciate that. Thank you for streaming us. We also appreciate it. Give us a like. uh, Subscribe to us. Leave us uh, a review. A five-star review helps us out immensely if you can do that on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, don't forget to follow Liam and me both on – well, Liam runs our Twitter page. That's at dcaereview.com. You review, and then we both run our Instagram page, also at DCAU Review. Uh, Liam, we've been doing, we've got a lot of great news about Batman yes. animated series in the last couple weeks here. Um, of course, the the exciting announcement of the the newly released or cu- upcoming series, uh, a mini series they're doing based on the the Batman: The Adventures Continues action figures but is a tie-in comic to the original batman the animated series that news uh, just came out yeah. in the last week or so it looks really cool you have paul dean and alan burnett doing the plotting for the, it the classics and you have ty templeton who you may not know that name but he did so many of the tie-in comics he yep. also has designed most of the animated series figures yep and statues and things like that he's uh, incredible artist and he works so well in this dcau world he knows that style like the back of his hand so awesome to see that crew coming back together absolutely and, and who knows if this 
if this is supported well enough, who's to say what the future of the DCAU could be? All I know is that we, we said it this week. It's the year 2020, and not only did they announce that, but there were images of new Batman the Animated Series figures released. Uh, Toy Fair is, uh, is actually this very weekend as we're talking Woo-hoo! here, so we'll have some discussion maybe in the upcoming week about some, some of the figures hopefully released about that on, uh, from, from that. Uh, but it's 2020, and we still have new products and new things coming from this DC animated universe that's almost 30 years old now. So what a time to be alive, man. Absolutely. This has been a really fun time. Obviously, we love these shows and we would talk about them even if there never was, but just in the last, even since we've started the show, some of the, you know, the straight, the directed DVD movies that have come out, like Justice League vs. Fatal Five, yep. these comic book a- adaptations, uh, you know, getting, even though it's not really the in canon DCAU version, there's an ongoing Batman Beyond comic book that comes out every month. Yep. Um, it's real cool to just see where it f- almost sometimes felt like. That it felt like when Justice League Unlimited went off the air, that maybe that was the end, and certainly when the Mattel toy lines ended, that maybe that was kind of we were kind of winding down. And now here it's 2020, and uh, you know, hope, hope springs eternal, as they say. There we go. All right, so with that, we talked a lot about the DCAU, but Liam, we are announcing, we've alluded to it already on some of our social media platforms. Again, follow us at DCAU Review to get all that info. But let's talk about what are we doing starting next week. We are pivoting. Now, we're leaving the DCAU proper, and what will we be covering starting next week? So starting next week, from February 29th, and then all throughout the month of March, it's time to uh, take another trip through the multiverse. And it's going to be another Elseworlds month. Last year, we did an Elseworlds Batman month, Mm -hmm. and this year, we're going to be doing an Elseworlds Superman month. Super excited about that, pun intended. Absolutely, and we will be kicking it off with the brand new DC animated feature film, Superman Red Sun. Super excited to get a chance to look at that. Which is, uh, of course, based on the probably award-winning, if I had to guess, uh, graphic novel. It's not, it should be. It's it's really Uh, good. Mark Mark Millar wrote it, or Mark Miller, I think he just pronounced it Miller. Yeah, Uh, from the 90s, if you haven't checked that out, I'm sure it's probably available on the DC Universe streaming app. You can check Uh, that out. Again, that's a free plug, DC Universe. Please, please, we would love to shill you and get rewarded for it. Uh, But with that said, don't forget to check us out next week. We are excited to be able to debut our review of that brand new movie, Superman Red Sun. But until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.